Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Listener Production. Hey, I'm Pro Surfer and mental health advocate Kubi Chapman, and this is Good Humans. Mental health has been extremely important to me since I was a kid. I lost an uncle to suicide when I was about 10 years old, and I've watched my dad suffer from depression a lot through my childhood. This made me realise that I could suffer from a mental illness one day too, so I started to learn about it as much as I could. I've realised that the best way for me to learn is to be inspired by other people's stories of resilience. And because I've been lucky enough to travel the globe with some of the world's top surfers, I've heard their stories of resilience and going through their own mental challenges when everybody else thinks they have this cruisy life. So I decided to create this podcast, Good Humans, to give them a place to share those stories so we can all be inspired by the skills they've used to be a little bit more aware of our mental health. In this series, you'll get to know the real people behind the personas and pick up a few tips to build your own mental resilience along the way because I believe that everybody has the right to be happy. In this episode, I'm chatting to Ryan Cullinan, a good friend of mine who I've travelled and competed with for years. When he qualified for the World Tour, which is every young surfer's dream, he was also going through one of the toughest moments of his life. In this episode, he chats to me about the importance of facing your feelings and not burying them deep inside. Welcome, Ryan Cullinan. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me. So you grew up in Newcastle, beautiful part of the world. It seems like the community there and the Board Riders Club at Merriweather is really tight-knit. How important was that in your sort of development growing up? For sure. It was like, I mean, the host of surfers coming out of there to start with is pretty phenomenal. So I always had a lot of people to look up to. Um, But the community itself and probably really helped shape who I am. And, um, you know, it's such a... It's a city, but it, it feels really small at times. Like everyone kind of knows everyone and, and especially in the Board Riders Club, it, it's really, they're really uh, supportive of their home surfers and, um, and you know, everyone that comes from there and they always want the best and they're very, maybe a little bit too biased sometimes, but um, I think everyone's supporting, you know, supporting people can be. I think that the way that the support they've showed me and how, you know, just how the community comes together, how... Uh, much effort they put into fun events and and to make sure everyone's having a good time and doing the best they can and it's just it's a really cool place. When did you start surfing and sort of how did you get into it? Uh, I started surfing when I was about five. I think my dad was a really really keen surfer, so he was out there every day and then wanted to get me into it, obviously. So um, yeah, I've basically was on and off from five till 
kind of tan boogie boards, surfboards, a lot of beach time. Um, I did play basketball for a little while and then till I was about 12 and then kind of stopped doing that because I wanted to surf more. Um, and that's kind of when I started doing competitions and all that kind of stuff, traveling around and chasing the grub searches and grub fests and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I was hooked ever since. I dropped out of school when I was after year 10, so 16, and um, did a bit of part-time work for my dad as a labourer and stuff, which I think was, it wasn't much actually. I'm, I'm probably overselling it. I probably, I worked for a year, but it was probably only like 60 days or something. But um, I really think that gave me a good understanding of, you know, the direction I wanted to go in and, and how special it was to be able to call myself a surfer. A lot of people have to go through that kind of, realization of how special being a professional athlete is and it takes yeah like you said maybe 60 days of laboring to realize that surfing was a better career path and I mean you've been extremely successful and you've had some major wins and some major things happen in your career over the last couple of years so you obviously were really close with your dad talk me a little bit through your upbringing with him yeah he was a special man um I mean I think how much excitement he had just to surf in general was pretty pretty insane for me um, from growing up and then being able to surf with him. And then I, I guess it would happen with a lot of dads, but I really felt that he was my biggest fan. Um, and if I was surfing or anything, I'd always seem to look in and he'd be up there watching or something like that. So I, it was always felt like there was a watchful eye over me. But um, in and out of the water, you know, he probably the development of my surfing he didn't have too much to do with apart from just encouraging me and pushing me and not he he didn't push me too hard it was there was a lot of my own decisions but he always supported me and what I wanted to do and pulled me up if I went the wrong way probably um but yeah out of the water was probably more instrumental than anything I think he really you know, shaped me as a human and I probably didn't take advantage of it when I was that young as none of us do. Um, when you're a teenager growing up and stuff like that, you just kind of think you're just kind of floating through and they're just, you know, but just, I guess, watching the behaviours and mannerisms and the way he treated people and all that stuff, I, I hope that that's rubbed off on me and, um, you know, I really aspire to be like that. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I met your dad many a times when we were growing up and he was always that guy that had a smile on his face and he's always so supportive and like I can see that come like comes through in you so much today. Like you're just this happy, go lucky, always smiling. And that's the sort of people that everyone wants to be around. So the first year you qualified for the World Tour, I think it was 2016, you would have been about 23. It, getting on that World Tour is, I guess for anyone out there listening, anyone who's a, pro, a young surfer, the goal is to get on the world tour. I think that is pretty much every single person's goal. So you reached the tour. What, was, what did it feel like at that end of that year? You knew you'd got to that tour. How did it feel qualifying for the tour? Oh, man. Yeah, like you said, it's definitely the goal. I think um, world titles and stuff, everyone says that, but deep down they just want to be recognised as one of the best, whether it is the best or just to be on there in general is like a, a really special thing um, and probably the main goal, I guess, the biggest stepping stone you can take um, till that point. And, yeah, I, 
I don't know, I had a few years on the QS that were pretty lackluster and a few injuries and stuff. Um, and the year before I actually was filming a lot and um, putting together a part for one of Kai Neville's movies, Cluster, and uh, the end of, I think that was 2014, the end of 2014, I really um, kind of put the foot down and went, all right, I'm done with that. I, I want to qualify. I want to, um, I want to put my head down and focus and, you know, give this all my energy because I feel like I'm kind of half-assing it at the moment. Um, and, yeah, it, it was came down to the last heat of the last comp. I think uh, I had some good results through the year, just a couple of fifths and ninths and stuff, and then I was coming <laughs> ninth, I think, and I was out of the sunset, so I was just watching. And the um, the first semi had Connor Coffin, and he needed to make the final to overtake me. And the second semi had Stewie Kennedy, and he needed to make the final to overtake me. And Connor got through, and Stewie lost. So like, it was really, really nail biting. But um, it was yeah, such a I guess a relief in a sense because uh, it could have been heartbreaking. But at the time, it just felt like the biggest relief. I. Uh, FaceTime my mum and dad and it was breaking up a lot and I had tears in my eyes because I was so happy but they could only see the tears and they were like oh my gosh he didn't make it <laughs> but um yeah it was a really special moment for me and just you know I guess that that step onto the world tour and transitioning in it it you feel like you're on top of the world um and then once you get on the tour, it kind of is a lot different to you think and, and a lot harder than you think. But um, at that time, it was super special. That was maybe one of, the, one of the funnest years I've had, I reckon. And, and you know, to, to put your head down and achieve something is pretty special. Just getting on that tour is something I really aspire to do and I've been doing it for a long time now, probably six years of trying to get there. And I've been quite cracked there. And you've done it twice now. So, man, props to that. So you've reached this big goal. It's the thing that we all dream of. And then talk me through what happened those coming months after. Um, yeah, my dad had been sick for a little while and then the start of the year in February, so right before, it was actually right before the event at home at Newcastle Surfest, um, he passed away. It was... I was actually there for it, which was really nice, but um, it was pretty... It was kind of inevitable at that stage and you could see it coming. Um, but it was only a week before the comp and I had a lot of people saying I sh could pull out if I wanted and there would be no harm and, and um, you know, just take the time. But I really felt like I wanted to get back into it and just keep going, which in hindsight maybe wasn't the best thing to do. But um, I, I really started that year just excited for the tour, um, you know, trying to maybe push the grieving aside till later or felt like I grieved as at the time of um, anyone dying, you, you feel like you're, you're hit by a truck, but um, obviously didn't take it as, you know, as real as I should have. And uh, from then on, it kind of just went Newcastle, Manly, Snapper, Bells, and just kind of got into the whole year. And uh there was not much time to think in between. I, I was doing both tours, QS and the CT. I was, felt like I was performing really well, but I just wasn't getting the results. I had um, a lot of thir uh, 25ths, I think they were that year, like 
round twos and uh, a lot of losses. But I still felt like my surfing was improving and getting better and I was really trying to enjoy myself and have a good time. But that whole toll of um, just the two tour thing is so crazy. I don't think people realise how, how much effort some people put in and how much time away from home it is and and didn't really give me time to think or stop or anything like that. So it was, yeah, it was a really full-on year um, until, yeah, I guess... I think at the end I ended up spending like three or four months on the road, didn't go home once, which was really taxing on my on my mind and body. But um yeah, it was it was maybe not the optimal year, but it was a it was a good experience nonetheless. Did you feel like the world was almost against you a little bit that year? Like you'd obviously lost your dad under really sad circumstances. You'd got to this goal and then and then like your heats weren't going your way. You like you said you were surfing really well, but how how was the mindset going to events when you thought I'm surfing well and then the result goes against you? How are you dealing with them, with them losses? Was it super hard, especially doing both tours? Um, for sure. I like. I think I would like to think I was pretty optimistic the whole time and and um, and you know really still striving for the best. But a lot of losses in a row really kind of. <laughs> can hit pretty hard you turn up to events and you maybe know you feel like you're optimistic but you know deep down that you know am I worthy of being here and yeah I I, maybe at the time I felt like there was a little bit against me but I just I did think I was pretty optimistic and um, I was I was trying my best to be honest but it just yeah it wasn't falling my way and um you know, I had a lot of really good people around me too saying to, uh, you know, just keep going, keep doing what you're doing, it's all going to work. And, and you know, part of me was hoping that it was and it was just, you know, I just needed one to fall my way and then it was all going to start, you know, domino effect, um, which didn't really happen at all. But uh, I, you know, I also thought that personal and professional lives were completely opposite and <laughs> didn't have anything to do with each other which I now know is definitely not the case. I I really, it was actually after sunset, so I hadn't qualified on the QS. I was done for on the CT basically. Um, even if I won pipe, I think I still wouldn't have made it in. But um, yeah, and, you know, I, I think everything just slowed down and um, it was brought up that I hadn't mentioned my dad at all in, um, in any of the conversations and how much of a big part that could have been towards my year. Because, you know, as much as you want to push it under the rug, it, it's traumatic even if you, you think you're handling it well. Um, trauma hits everyone in different ways, but it's, yeah, it's just, and, you know, you can, you can say trauma is a lot of different things, but um, it definitely has its effect on everyone. And I really kind of broke down before pipe even started uh, it started to unravel and there was a lot of tears and a lot of uh kind of just stuff that I felt like I'd just pushed and gone oh, I'll get to that later it it'll be there like it's all good I'm handling this suite <laughs> where uh I think 
I was moving so fast through everything and, and just uh, powering through that it, it didn't once it all kind of slowed down and stopped and hit me, it was, it was, it was pretty full on. Um, and then I ended up having the best result of my year at Pipe as well. I, and it was only a ninth, but it was definitely uh, my best result and the best I'd felt like I'd surfed. And, and even just after dealing with the little part that I had of maybe a couple of talks or thoughts about my dad, um, I felt like it opened up. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And, and there was a, you know, even in my heat surfing, waves were starting to come to me and stuff. And, and I, I, he was quite a spiritual man. I feel like I have taken some of those traits on. Um, and, you know, you can look at those kind of, things could be complete coincidence could be you know just luck of the day but I feel like when you're when everything's right um the waves start coming foot to you and and everything starts to go your way and and they definitely hadn't been that year until I opened up a little bit and it showed me a glimpse in that last event I guess just main thing for me was the acceptance of what had happened and surrendering to it and just um facing it head on uh, it's painful. That's why I didn't want to talk about it the whole year. It, it hurts like hell. Um, but if you are able to, you know, get it out, talk about it, it might feel awkward. You're going to probably cry a lot. I did. Um, but in the end, you feel a lot better and you feel a lot more yourself and you, you can actually get a lot out of it, um, you know, you start to think about the good things, not the bad. You can have a much more positive outlook on life. Whereas if you internalize it, I feel like it can swallow you up. And then I think it was in May, I'd surfed two comps already. And then, uh, yeah, my mum passed away on Mother's Day really suddenly. Um, I actually saw her in the morning and then went for a surf and it was beautiful, Day. The waves were small but really clean and nice and uh, we were meant to be having a, a family lunch and, um, yeah, just it was, it was a really sudden thing. She died from a brain aneurysm um, and my sisters and I were all present again, which at the time <laughs> seems dramatic but it's, you know, it, it's looking back it's quite a special thing to be to be a part of the last moments of of loved ones life um I guess I got to experience both sides of it my father's was quite long and uh drawn out and my mum's was really sudden and unexpected so I I feel like the when my mum passed away it was like everything just hit me both the deaths at once like it was forced into grief and like the full brunt of everything came up. Um, 
I there was actually a contest the next week or something which I didn't go to. Um and I really felt like I don't know, my life just been turned upside down. It was surreal to be honest. I kept, you know, going to go home and see them see mum. Um I felt like I'd dealt with my dad's kind of in a way, but then it was like, yeah, they both really came up pretty full on and um I definitely needed a bit of time and you know again it probably looking at it now it was it wasn't that long I did a trip six weeks later to Chile (laughs) but that trip was one of the most special trips I've ever done um we actually conveniently for me (laughs) had a blackout a big storm for the whole house for like four days so there was no internet um no power no nothing it was just fires and like um candle lit dinners fun waves like good times it was felt like a really spiritual place and a place that I could really even though I don't think they've ever been to Chile I felt like I was connecting with them really um like powerfully there when I was there so it wasn't necessarily I didn't necessarily rush back into it everyone was really supportive Billabong were over the top told me if I wanted to have the whole year off I could um I had a lot of people say that stuff like that I had just you know I I felt the love to be honest it was it was really really cool to see how everyone responded to the you know, I wasn't just another number in a company or anything like that. Like I've got a good relationship with all those guys and and they were over the top with their kindness. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, I actually drafted up an email that I didn't end up sending, but even just to get the words out onto paper, just about, um, maybe, I wasn't going to take the year off, but I wasn't probably ready to be competing at my full potential. Um, And I think that just took a bit of pressure off me as well. Like I didn't feel the need that I had to qualify or, you know, get results or anything like that. I felt like I was kind of everyone understood that I was there, but probably not really there um, in full force. And I think the main thing I focused on was just, you know, making sure my sisters had enough support, uh, making sure I was feeling good. I, yeah, I did the rest of the comps. I I think I made a few heats here and there, but nothing like no real stellar performances. I, I was there, but I wasn't like mentally in it to win it. And, um, but that's what I needed at the time. And my knees played up really bad. I had uh, patellar tendonitis that was quite severe at that stage. And I actually um, took Hawaii off to rehab the knees. And um, I guess it was kind of the best thing for me in a way because it wasn't just a rehab. It was a slowdown period to face everything and and make sure I... um, you know, really took care of everything I needed. I was in a good place and and that just put me in an even better place. And it was really, really um, 
profound and special the the way I came out of it, I think. I would say almost everything changed. Like I'm a completely different person to who I was um, even probably just before my mum passed away. I would say I'd like to say I was heading on the right path at the end of the um, first year on tour when I finally got to face a little bit of the grief. But after the second death or my mum's passing um, and the end of that year, I feel like I almost did a full flip. I was so um, engrossed in my surfing and my results, material things, you know, um, when the end of the day, to me, they weren't necessarily what mattered. They were what I thought mattered at the time. But, you know, I, I really made sure that I was closer to my sisters after it and my whole family actually, um, which I have become really close with all of them now. Not that I wasn't before, but it's tenfolded um, again. And they're, you know, just... Just, I guess, um, realising why why I wanted to do it, why I wanted to surf, why I wanted to compete was a huge one. Competing is, is a huge... It's so different to just going out and having a leisurely surf and to get in the right mind space to go out and, like, beat people and perform <laughs> your peak performance every time, every day, every time you put that jersey on is is a really... Um, I find it. I found it for a while really hard to figure out why I actually wanted to do it. Um, I guess that comes back a bit to my dad. He was competitive, but he just wanted to have fun all the time. Every time it was about fun. If we played anything from ping pong to golf, tennis, basketball, whatever it was, it was he never won. He always let me win, which pissed me off a lot. <laughs> but it was always about as long as everyone's having fun and it's fair. Um, which I guess crept into my philosophy from growing up and watching that. So for me, I wanted to win when I surfed, but uh, there was an element of that, I think, my father in me of the fairness and just making sure everyone was having a good time. And, you know, I really felt like I took it back to, you know, surfing for the joy of it. And even slowing that down more and not just trying to surf my best every time, but just like picking little things that felt really good. If it was just, you know, flowing across a wave or um, going really fast or doing a huge turn or using the waves power against yours and just, you know, it wasn't like take off and do as many good turns as you can all the time. It was more of a feel good thing. And, and this is what feels good to me today. Um, and every day would be different. I think that, you know, the, the slowing down period and I guess we kind of have a bit more of a luxury, like if we get injured, we're kind of forced because, um, you know, that's our line of work and we have to take the time off until we can compete again. But maybe maybe people doing, you know, normal jobs would, wouldn't have that luxury, but I still think you can, um, there is a place there to just slow it down, make sure you really face the things you want to face. It's really easy to run from them. Um, I, 
I took up meditation in that time and I felt like that really, really helped me to be able to face and accept a lot of the things and just, you know, have thoughts just go through your mind and fly out and, and see that, the, you know, you're not your thoughts and um, they come and go, good and bad. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of helpful tools out there, but uh, that one for me was, was really quite big and I'm still doing it today. I feel like it still helps me and I kind of, yeah, it's, it's been a long journey, but I definitely that off season was really instrumental and like it was just a huge step in my life. I wouldn't even say in my career, but in my whole life, I, I think that like I would never in a million years want my parents to pass or anything and I wish they were here, but I think without that happening, I wouldn't be who I am today. The way that you talk about like taking stuff head on and going on that, how important was it to you? Like we've talked about it quite a lot on like actually facing what you're going through and not just putting stuff under the rug and blocking it out. I just want you to like explain a little bit more how important that reflecting on how you're actually feeling was because it, it sounds like it took you a bit of time to actually give yourself, I guess, the time to really refre- reflect and that seems like something that was really powerful for you. I feel personally that that surrendering to kind of what is and the like facing maybe your demons or whatever they are, your faults, your, you know, things that you're working on, things that you're afraid of, all those kind of things. Um, they're like, if you don't face them, they're just going to get deeper and deeper. But if you do, then it can really open up a lot of doors. Um, and I feel like if you kind of dig deep and, and get out most of the stuff, you'll be, a lot more the person you want to be rather than kind of dancing around and um, just being a person that people want you to be almost or something. But, you know, I, I, f- I would love to say that I am, you know, exactly who I want to be and I'm me. Um, I definitely have moments where I slip out of there, but, uh, but I, I'm trying to get back there all the time. Yeah, it's cool. It's like so many people... I guess don't give themselves the opportunity to grow. And it's, I love talk, listening to you kind of how you're honest in we all have days where we're not growing and we all have days where we kind of slip up. But I guess that's just life and it's not necessarily slipping up. It's just being normal. There's days that we don't want to have to face our kind of demons and that's fine. You don't have to face them straight away, but just being aware that you do have to face them is such a powerful thing. So I know everybody else listening would have been touched by your story and it's just a crazy testament to your character and the resilience that you've gone through. Is there anything you want to kind of leave with the listeners that things that you've learned or anything that you'd like to offer to people who for one are going through stuff or if they do go through stuff, something that you kind of want to leave with them? Um, I think you touched on it earlier, but just like making sure you talk to people, it might be really uncomfortable and uh, painful but if you, there's anything that's happened that's traumatic in, in your life or or even, you know, it could be someone else's that you just need to get off your chest, just just getting it out in the open, um, acknowledging that it's actually happened and, and that you're feeling something for it, um, whether it's good or bad, 
I think that that's probably the most important thing. And, you know, just trying to improve yourself wherever you can, if it's big or small, every little thing helps. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I, I hope people got a, a bit out of what I had to say. And, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be able to share my story. I, I feel like it, it's quite therapeutic to talk about. Um, and I do definitely still feel some pain there. But it's it's nice to to get it out and if it can help some other people then I'm, I'm just happy to be able to share it. Good Humans was presented by me, Cooper Chapman. Producer, Alex Mitchell. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. Listener. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.